Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bloom the Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 28, I believe this is going to be. It's a perfect number to have you on. Um, episode 28. If you guys didn't check out last week where we had... Ooh, dude, <laughs> my voice is cracking like crazy today. Uh, if you guys didn't check out last week's episode where we had uh, our dad on the episode talking about some super spicy stuff, you guys are going to want to check that out. Um and yeah, let's get on to this episode. I'm your host, as usual. I'm Donovan, and here with my co-host. What's up? And we have a returning guest who's been on a couple different episodes, our brother, Adonis Jr., or AJ. Thank you for having me, of especially course. on your 28th episode. I feel honored. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy that we've done 28 episodes already. How the time flies, but we have a fun one today, um, and it's something that applies to all believers, as it's you know one of the focal points of our lives. Um, and that's Bible reading. Um, and that can be a challenge. It can definitely be a tough thing to do consistently, do profitably, and to do productively. So I'll pass it over to you actually to start. What are some of the struggles that you've seen in your own life with Bible reading? Yeah, I appreciate that question. I think for me, the biggest challenge that I've ever faced with Bible reading has been actually getting something out of that time. I think there are so many Christians today Uh, and myself, I preach to myself here, that we'll open the Bible, we take a book that we're reading or, you know, just a simple passage, maybe it's 10 verses, maybe it's 20 verses, however many chapters you've outlined for yourself to study, you pick up the book, you read it, and it's kind of like a talisman or like a chore or just something that you're you're, going to do on like a ritualistic level. Yeah. And you don't really get the, you don't have a goal with it. You're not going anywhere with it. You read it, you are unaffected by it and therefore you close it you're done with it and it doesn't change anything within you mm-hmm. um you might get a few things here and there maybe you know you you read a verse that made you feel good or you made a, a you read a verse that made you feel kind of like you know oh maybe that's something i should be doing but it, yeah. it's very the impact that it has on you isn't as as um it isn't what you look for as a Christian. You know, you've been told that reading the Bible is going to change your life, but it's our approach to reading it. I would say most of us come to the Bible with an approach that does not give us the opportunity to really get the most out of God's Word and to commune with God, uh, you know, reading the Scriptures to be able to understand His character and how we relate to Him. Absolutely. Ashley, what about you? What have you seen in your own life? Uh, I think for me, it was kind of like what AJ was saying. Like, sometimes it can be like, oh, like, I have to do this every day if I'm a Christian, right? So right. I should just read. And then, like like you said, like, you don't get anything out of it. You're just like, oh, well, I did it. So that's enough, right? Or I think also, like, it's easy. We have all these, like, Christian books. And, like, those are, like, great things to read. But we can easily replace reading those instead of reading the Bible because those are, like, easier to, like, get. Or, like, it's more relatable to, like, my life right now. Yeah, instead like of the being application. Like, yeah, instead of being, like, no, I need to go to the actual word. And then this can be, like, a side thing that helps in my life. But, like, it's easy to just be, like, oh, if I don't understand that, then, like, I'll just read something else that, like, is related to that. But it's not that itself. Yeah. <clears throat> I would second everything that you guys said as well as kind of like my heart motive and getting actually into reading in the first place. I've struggled with that a lot where I'm like, well, I'm not really in the right state of mind or I have other things and like I kind of like push it off and I don't, I'm terrible with prioritizing it. 
and that comes with a lack of reading it. The less you read it, the less of a priority it's going to be for you. So I've, I've struggled definitely with making sure I get into it every day and making sure that, you know, I'm intentional with it because it's so easy to turn the Bible, like you both said, into like a chore. We're like, well, got to check this box and then move on with the rest of my day instead of kind of looking at it, like you said, as communing with God and furthering your relationship with God. We oftentimes don't look at the Bible in as that. We just look at it as another book or as another thing that we have to do to kind of play by the Christian rules. Right. And it's so much more than that. And the times where I've been more intentional, I've just seen my walks just skyrocket. And that's a no-brainer, obviously. But it just seems like a lot of times it's hard to even get into the habit of reading consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think we come to the Bible, like I was saying a little bit previously, uh, without a goal. Like, if you were to ask yourself, why do I read the Bible? Um, you know, you might be surprised at what you, you find. Uh, I don't think a lot of people ask themselves that regularly because I think right. that motive will change based on the season that you're at in your life. But I think for me, if my goal is not I want to get a better understanding of God and love him more and understand what he wants to communicate to me today, um, I'm not really going in there with the right mindset. You right. have to see it as this is God's living and active word. Hebrews 4 talks about how the word is living and it is active even though it's words on a page so to speak those words come to life when you read them and you have the holy spirit to be able to decipher okay this is what the lord is 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 showing me and there's a certain approach uh, that i was taught uh, early last year that by a professor at our church uh, that really really blew me away Okay. And so, you know, on this podcast, uh, you know, I'd love to be able to share a couple of those things that I've learned that will actually, if you apply them, I believe that they're going to change the way that you approach the Bible. I think it's going to get, you're going to get more out of it when you ask these questions of yourself as you read through a passage. So it's, it's been a unique strategy that I've been able to use to grow my walk with the Lord, to reignite that zeal like you were talking about. Um, and I think as Christians, if we're not reading the Bible on that level, uh, we're, we're, we're missing out. We're missing out on an opportunity to really know our creator here on earth uh, the way that we could be because this is how God communicates with us. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I would love to hear what you have to say about it. Um, but also I would like to ask Ashley too, what are some of the, some of the ways that you've seen or some things that you do to help improve your Bible reading? Um, I think one thing is even like if you're not in the mood for it or anything, I do think it is something that you do have to force on yourself sometimes, yeah. you know, because you do need it. Yeah. Even when your heart isn't in the right place, it is something that can possibly get your heart in the right place once you start. You just kind of have to like yeah. push yourself in that direction. But also I've noticed also things that you do like on the side. Like when I'm listening to like I think we've talked about this, but like listening to Christian music and like doing those things on the side or like fellowshipping with like other believers and stuff, I feel like that automatically like puts you in the mood where you're like, "Oh dang, like I actually really want to read my Bible right now because I'm feeling like yeah. really motivated." So like putting yourself in those situations where you're like, you know, surrounded by believers or doing things that have to do with your faith that like inspire you to get in that mood absolutely yeah what about you i would love to hear what was kind of the the shock value and all this that the professor talked to about like give us some insight on that yeah so 
Um, I go to Christ Bible Church in uh, North same. Hills. Yeah, yeah. We obviously go to the same, same church now. And I don't know if you and, and Nikki are going to return, but you know, actually, because I started going to the Bible Hour like right before COVID, so I only got to go one time, mm-hmm. and that was very disappointing because well, I liked it a lot. Yeah, hopefully, you know, with everything that's going on, that'll eventually return. But um, yeah. in the beginning of last year. Um, Professor Marty Richards, who hasn't been at the church in a while due to due to COVID reasons, but I've been able to stay in touch with him. He he taught us um, a couple of different principles. Uh, the first one was um, basically how to approach the Bible, asking seven basic questions. And so these questions are designed uh, for you to really kind of understand how God is operating within the framework of that particular text. Right. So. Um, there's three stages observation reflection and then there's application so as you go through these three steps asking these seven questions by the time you're rereading and and done with the text you're getting a better understanding of of what exactly did it communicate to you so the first question when you're observing is what does this passage reveal about God's conduct character and concerns Um, This allows you to see, okay, when God said this, you know, what did it show me about who he is? Because it's impossible to love somebody that you don't know who they are, right? And so God is showing you each and every day who he is through his word. And if we don't ask that question, we're missing out on that opportunity. And as believers, we should all be wanting to know that. That should be a desire that we have to know the Lord more. I mean, we call him our father, but... If he really is our father, we want to know who that person is, right? Right. We want to have that relationship and be building that up. So I like that. Yeah. So okay. the second question, uh, that's also an observation question, what does this passage reveal about the world and man's corrupt nature? So in a sense, our relation to God, where do we see ourselves differing in our character, our conduct and concerns? Uh, it gives us a very clear picture of who God is and who we are right in that, in that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so effective. Uh, The third observation question is, what is God's solution to man's fallen condition, which is his self-idolatry, right? So it points you back to the gospel. How does the gospel apply to this particular text that I've read and to my circumstances in my life? So that's the observation phase. There is three questions in the reflection phase as you think about those things. One of them is, what ways do I retreat to fallen attitudes and actions? The other one is what attributes of God expressed explicitly or implicitly in this passage creates on my soul. So how how do I see God being glorified through this text? What is what is something that I see that really stands out to me and makes me yeah. just say, wow, like that's that only God can be this way, right? Right. And what should I say to God in response to his word to me in this passage? So now you come to a point in your reflection where you've, you've read about his character, you've read about how we relate to him, you realize the gospel truth behind what you're reading because that's the theme of the entire Bible. Right. And you ask yourself, what is God saying to me through this based on the moment in time that I'm in and what I just read, right? And what I just pulled from it. And um, the final question is application, you know, and that's what does God want me to know and to actually do after reading the passage? Yeah. And I'll say this too, because that's one thing we've been that I've loved about the study that we're doing on Wednesday night is because a lot of times I feel like we're so focused on like, what's the application going to be? Like, what are these rules that I can set for myself? Like, okay, I read this text and now I know don't do this and work on that. And we get so focused on the application that we completely neglect the relational side 
of Bible reading, prayer, and living our Christian life. We're just like, well, now I know not to do this and to do this. We look at it as like to-do lists and not to-do lists rather than trying to grow our relationship and actually, you know, have that relationship with God. And I think, you know, with all those questions that you just read, it kind of emphasizes those things. And then lastly is application. Because probably in doing those things, you'll come to a million different things that will naturally apply to your life just because your relationship with God is growing stronger. Yep. So that's that's really strong. Additionally to that, I would say... um, Professor Marty Richards taught us something called uh, specs, and it's S P P E C S. That's the order of it. Um, the idea of specs is the same uh, as what I just explained. It's to to understand God's character, to pull more out of the scriptures. So the S in specs, the first letter stands for statements. What statements does God make about Himself, or what statements do people make about God? Um, in the text that you read because those things do have meaning they're in the scripture for a reason right right the next thing you're looking for is principles um principles in terms of like things to live by and proverbs has so many of these right but they're actually hidden all throughout the texts you just got to work to find them and dig them out and figure out okay what is the principle of this passage what is the spirit of what it's trying to communicate what was the authorial intent right then you have promises now this is something that actually kind of did blow me away when i was reading the reading the bible in this fashion was i didn't realize just how many promises there actually are in each text that you read like you you think about like the big promises like proverbs 3 5 through 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight or in psalms 37 where it says delight in the lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart Right. Right. These are like big promises that we look at. But throughout each and every text, for the most part, you're seeing uh, statements and promises that God makes that hold true to this day. That if you really meditate on them and you think about them and are able to pull them out of the text that you read, you're like, wow, I have a whole nother plethora of promises that I can pull from and say, God is faithful to, to achieve these, to actually make these come true in my life. Right. So... The other three would be examples. You're looking for examples that to follow and examples not to follow. So we see so many examples of that with the heroes of the faith. You see moments where they shine and moments where they fall. So able to take those and actually apply them as principles as well. Right. Commands. What does God command us to do? What doesn't he command us to do? Right. I think we, we get this twisted so much. I think right. that's where the Pharisees, that's where, where we kind of relate to them, where we think that there's all these things that he actually commands that where is that scripturally, right? right. That's going to dictate heavily how you live your life if the Bible is your source of moral authority. And then finally, you look at sins. You know, what sins uh, that you see in the scripture that you really see maybe even being a pattern in your own life, kind of similar to the examples uh, part of the process where you're looking for examples not to follow. (laughs) So that way you can avoid those pitfalls. Proverbs 5 has a a great example of that, like the immoral woman. Um, You know, you've got other examples like, you know, uh, Peter and his denying the Lord. Like there's countless examples, right, not to follow, but there's countless examples that you do want to follow. So if you go through that process of pulling each and every one of those things out of your Bible time, uh, it's just going to be a lot more rich, and you will see if you are consistent with that process that you're going to grow in Christ likeness. You just have no choice if you do it that way, right? And I think it's ultimately just the intent behind going to your Bible reading time 
with not just this kind of flippant like flip the pages like okay all right yeah like that's such a deep deep rooted desiring to get as much as you can out of scripture and that's really cool yeah that's really cool yeah memorizing scripture is also really important this is something i i need to do more of i think we used to do it a lot more when we were young yeah uh, we remember like you know when we were homeschooled you know going through psalms and going through different you know passages of scripture and memorizing and i definitely could do a lot more of that in my current life um, especially because i think god has given me a gift of memory in that regard so i do feel like that's kind of a gift that i've been squandering so just me personally that's a conviction that i'm sharing is that i could memorize a lot more scripture because god has given me the capacity to capacity to do that and the more you memorize scripture and you keep it on your mind uh you know the more you're going to be able to honor the lord and bring those scriptures uh to situations where you're tempted right when jesus was was out in the wilderness being tempted by the devil what did he do to defeat temptation he had scripture on his mind and he combated temptation with scripture and so yeah and there's so many good implications from reading your bible that i do want to touch on but before we do we actually didn't have our ad for sparkling ice last episode but we definitely do for this episode so make sure you guys go ahead and tag them in all the comments below make sure they see this post and we'll jump right back into our episode got a little sparkling ice guys make sure you guys tag them all below they got to see this one um we, we haven't gotten to respond yet, so make sure you guys tag them all, you know. Um, but getting back into it, um, the benefits, because like you were saying, there's so many benefits from, like you said, scripture, memorization, having Bible on your mind. What are some of the benefits, Ashley? Oh, gosh, my voice is so strained <laughs> right now, y'all. Um, what are some of the benefits that you've seen from consistent Bible reading and uh, Bible memorization? Like, what does that look like in your life? I was just about to actually say something about this. I just think it's crazy because when we read our Bible, we're like a totally different person. Like we're like the best version of ourselves. Like we're just like really like in our zone. And then like when we're not reading our Bible, I just feel like we're all really sucky people. Like we're angry. We're just like sinning nonstop. We're just doing stupid stuff. And you're like miserable. But we do it to ourselves. Like you're literally choosing to not do something that'll help you in life. Yeah. Like, that's the way I see it. Like, it's just, like, a stupid decision. And it's like, why are you so, like, hesitant to do something you know feels great when you do it? Yeah. I think <laughs> a lot of the times it has to do with um, sin in your life. Mm-hmm. I think a, a big portion, and I've experienced this too, where, like, I'm stuck in a rut or I'm dealing with a struggle or having a sin in my life. And I don't go to the word because I know the word is going to tell me exactly what not to do. So then I'm kind of like, I don't need that right now. Like, let me just deal with this some other way or something stupid. Like you said, we we put ourselves in these situations, which is like, go to the word and get what you need. And, you know, a lot of times we don't. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, for me, um, I definitely resonate with what you said. I mean, I think there generally speaking there are really only a few reasons we don't go uh, yeah. to the word uh, either number one we don't see it as effective because we're applying the wrong strategies to to doing it we pick yeah. it up we read it and we don't really do any of the work we're lazy when it comes to trying to figure out okay how do we uh, understand who god is how do we understand who we are in relation to him and and how can we apply what we're reading um, you know, I definitely have been guilty of that for sure. Yeah. Uh, sin keeps us from the word. I think there's a very popular quote uh, that we all know. You know, either uh, sin will 
Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. And so that's a pretty self-explanatory one right there, and I definitely resonate a lot with that. Um, and then the third thing um, that keeps us from, from really experiencing um, uh, that real joy that comes from that experience is um, not really blocking out the time. So like maybe you want to, read but like you're not really showing that extra level of commitment to say okay beyond a shadow of a doubt regardless of what's going on in my day I'm going to have this calendared spot where I'm going to go to the word and I'm going to read it and I'm going to apply my pro- the process um, to it to I, so I can actually pull stuff out of it and I think mm-hmm. ultimately it comes down to how you use your time yeah. because we all have the same 24 hours what do we do with them though is the question and like you said we have to make sure we have pencil it in every day like i need to do this and maybe you push something else aside or maybe you have to get up a little bit earlier or stay up a little bit later you know there's sacrifices that you might even have to make to ensure that you get your bible reading in that's right and like that's something that i've been doing is i'm trying to get up a lot earlier especially with like working from home i feel like now that I'm not commuting to work that I, like I was, I'm getting an extra three hours back on my day. I could be doing so much more with that time, but I, when it first started, I was just sleeping in until I had to get up ready for work, like right on the dot. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I treated every day the same way, I would have all this time to read my Bible, get all that time out of it, and that's what I've been trying to do as of late. So sometimes you got to make sacrifices to do what's best for your spiritual walk. Well, I think that's also another thing is we put Bible time on the same like pedestal of everything else you're doing in the day. Like they're all equal. So like when I set my day, I have a list of things I'm going to do and Bible time is on there, but it matches with everything else. So I like skim through everything real quick with like everything I'm doing throughout the day so I can get it all done. And I do the same thing with Bible time instead of being like, no, Bible time is priority over all these things in if I have to take like five things out because I did a longer Bible time, then that's that instead of being like, okay, this is just another thing I got to do. Yeah. And then I got to move on to the next thing. Like that's like my biggest thing is it's on the list, but it's like at the same level of priority as everything else. It should be dictating <laughs> the way the rest of your list looks. Yeah. If we're being honest with the priority of things in our day, like obviously you have work, you have college, you have things that you have to get done. But that should be considered to be on the list of things that have to get done. And believers, like if you're really being intentional with your Bible reading, it should be something that you look forward to, something right. that you is a joy for you. And when you're done, you, it's almost like you can't get enough of it and you're excited to get back into the Word, to get back into your study. And that's where I want to be, at that place where I'm looking forward to it every morning, even if I'm getting up at 5 a.m. where I'm like, I know I have my Bible to look forward to. And that's one thing that's never going to be disappointing. Right. No matter what your day brings, the Bible is going to be that consistent thing for you. And it should be like that. Absolutely. I and mean, I kind of compare it some, to some degree to running for me. Because like mm-hmm. running in the morning is something that I like to do, but I haven't been doing it lately. And it's not because I don't like it. It's because in the moment I feel like I'm not going to like it. Right. Or that I feel like it's just, you know... Uh, I've forgotten the benefits of it, right? The benefits is, you know, feeling sharper, feeling like, you know, you've got your blood pumping, uh, feeling like you're you're staying active and and feeling really good about your endurance. My lungs, like, you know, you guys know I've been through some, had some issues with them. But I feel like when I'm running, um, you know, I even breathe easier. 
and and feel better uh, about everything about myself cardiovascularly when I run. So yeah, and it's kind of like I, I mean, people use that analogy a lot, like when they compare uh, Bible reading to working out, mm-hmm. like. You might not feel like doing it when you start, but after you're done, you're like, okay, that felt good. And then there's plenty of really good things that happen after you work out. You feel better, you're healthier, you're more productive, you're more aware. You're happier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the very purpose of why we we were created to begin with was to have an intimate relationship with our creator. Mm -hmm. And when you're missing out on that, there is no bigger benefit that you could be missing out on. So if you're a believer and you're struggling with intimacy and you're struggling with desiring God, the answer is you have to you have to start understanding how the Bible uh, speaks to you. And first of all, you have to understand that the Bible is speaking to you and is active every day. You mm-hmm. should see it as God's SMS to you. <laughs> like it is his word to you that day and each and every day he's got new things that he's going to be communicating to you. So as a believer, if you're at all dealing with, you know, uh, feeling like you're you're distant from God in any way, shape, or form, be in the Word. Draw those things out of, of your heart by asking those questions. You know, being observant, reflecting, applying what the Bible teaches, and the Lord will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. Where you you will, He's always there. He's always has His arms open open to you. But when you seek Him in that way, you're going to have that intimacy that you want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well said. And thank you for everything you've shared. Thank you so much for being on this episode. That makes me think we should do an episode with you about like prayer and stuff like that. Because I've been wanting to do an episode about that as well. That's a good one. That's yeah. another important topic that goes hand in hand with your Bible reading as something that needs to be done throughout the day and every day. Um, but that'll be for a separate episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, even with my raspy Rachel Ray sounding voice for this episode. Um, And thank you so much for being on Ashley Always, co-host. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Leave a like, um, leave a comment. Let us know what you guys have been getting out of your Bible reading. If you've had struggles in the past with Bible reading. And if you found anything that we've shared to be helpful, let us know. Join the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe for weekly uploads. And we will see you guys on the next episode.